Welcome to Briarwood Football Classics. I'm Matthew Forster. I'm the head coach of Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. This season is the 50th season of Briarwood Football, and we're publishing this podcast to remember some great games and moments from the past. Taking us through this process is current BCS Athletic Director, Coach Jay Matthews, and former coach, Coach Mike Forster, who's my father. These longtime friends and coaches are sharing memories with special guests and should be a ton of fun. So take it away, guys. Here's Mike Forster and Jay Matthews, and these are Briarwood Football Classics. So, Mike, today we're going to be talking to Trent Howard and Christopher Vizina, we call CV, recalling the 2019 uh, midseason upset win over the number one ranked uh, Ramsey uh, team, coached by Coach Nelson. Just an amazing moment. But I thought before we get to Trent and CV, you know, that here's your son. You're coaching in Georgia. He gets named the head coach, you know, following Coach Yancey. And just uh, your memories of, you know, him being named head coach and then, you know, as you're following him from afar because <laughs> uh, of your duties, uh, what that was kind of like. And then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Ramsey game after – Trent and CV uh, finish up. Yeah, this is uh, this is really. First of all, you know, just remember coming over here when Coach Yancey stepped down and Matthew was named. You know, of course, how proud proud I was as a father to see your son uh, step into that place and that that you know, man that I uh, like Coach Yancey that you just idolize. I hate to say that, yeah. but I do. You know. And still, and to see your son step in, a little nerve-wracking. And I remember this was an open week for us. And so we had the ability to be able to watch it on TV through the NFHS um, network. And we lose connection (laughs) right before halftime. And then I get it going again. And see, well, the halftime score is twenty to seven, and I thought, well, ah, shoot, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it is somewhere along the line. I thought, well, I'll check back in and see. And uh, I'd seen, <laughs> you know, towards the end of the towards oh, I was in, towards the end of the game, and seen that you know Briarwood had made the comeback, and you know, set through the agonizing last few moments of the game, and particularly the, you know, to see Ramsey go down the field, the field goal block and the whole thing. And it was yeah. just a proud, proud moment as a father uh, for, for Matthew, for my son. And uh, it's just funny how, how you know, I, I don't remember um, my years here of us having uh, a comeback like that. Yeah. You know, it always seemed like we were either going to, it was going to be a close game, or one team was going to beat the other, and um, but not not too many. Can you think of any? No, and you know it happens over time. And of course, the year year before, Ramsey just manhandled us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was twenty one to seven, but I mean it wasn't even a game to yeah. be honest with you. So we'll let CV and Trent delve into some memories, and then when right. they're finished, I'd like for you and I to talk a little bit about you know where that the Briarwood belief that you can win those types of games because coming into that game, I mean, there would be no one that gave us any mm-hmm. chance of winning because, mm-hmm. I mean, they had D1 athletes, they're well-coached, right. they're 
they they had really built that program in the right way. Coach Nelson and them had done such a great job and had won a 6A state championship. So we'll hear from CV and Trent, and we'll check back in right after their interview is over with. So here we are, that 2019 season, two participants at uh, different ends of the spectrum, Christopher Vizina, who was a freshman that year, and Trent Howard. Both of these guys will be at Clemson together eventually. But, uh, guys, thanks for uh, joining in this BCS Classics podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having us. So, Trent, this was your senior year. New coach, uh, Coach Forrester, uh, we've talked about, you know, we started out 0-2, even though we got one of those back. Uh, and and it had won coming up to the Ramsey game. But just a little bit about your senior year to that point and, you know, kind of leading up to this, uh, what's going to end up being kind of the signature win of that season. Yeah, so, I mean, I, so this senior – my senior class, I really felt like we had – the best of both worlds because we got we obviously got coach Yancey for three years but we also got to be the group that gave coach Forrester a start I mean as a head coach you only have one senior you know one first senior class you know so we kind of felt we felt important because we all liked coach Forrester we always you know because he'd been around it's not like he was a new face coming in so we felt like we just you know wanted to perform well for him and as far as the Broadway community itself too but uh no, leading up to that year was fun. Was, of course, we had some changes and all um, that we had to embrace and adapt to, but uh, it was exciting. That year was exciting. And then, CV, do you remember much about that? I mean, you're 14 years old. You're slated to be the, the backup quarterback, and it, it only had one year, of, really a half year of experience at the position. Uh, and then all of a sudden, because of an injury, you're thrust into that starting spotlight we had never had a freshman ever start a game as a quarterback at Briarwood and then you know real early in that season you become the starter any any memories leading up to that Ramsey moment uh I just remember kind of trying to figure out my role because it's kind of hard to uh become a leader if you're so much younger than everybody else especially coming from middle school and then I eventually found out how to do that and then you know all the older kids all the sophomores, juniors, seniors, they all embraced me, even though, you know, I was so much younger than them. And so that made it really easy for me to know that I can trust them and they can trust me. And so that ended up really paying off in a lot of the games. Trent, you were such an important part of that. I feel like you and Blake McKenna and some of those guys, I think some things y'all did as seniors to embrace a young quarterback, and then you know, particularly you being the left tackle, <laughs> the protector there. So talk a little bit about what you remember about that moment of having a freshman now as your signal caller. You know, um, football has always been about next man up, you know, and that's what we had. And, you know, we were going to roll with it. And, you know, I felt like really not just me and Blake, but I think that whole senior class, we wanted the team to be close. And, so yeah. I'm gonna bring it back to CV. We wanted him to feel like he was a part of the team because he was, you know. And I feel like a lot of sometimes older guys can be intimidating, um, and we didn't want that. We wanted everybody to feel a part of the team because everybody's gonna have to contribute in some way, you know, whether you were starting or you weren't playing at all. Everybody was a part of it, and we just wanted everybody to feel like that was, uh, 
you know, that they were all important because they were. You so know? here we are. We're coming into Ramsey that year. We're in the region with them. They had won a state championship in 6A. And then in reclassification, they come back down uh, to 5A. And I think they kind of tweeted out uh, a hand with rings. They're, they're ready to rack up some rings there. And then you guys had played them the year before, uh, 2018, and had lost uh, at Lawson 21 to 7. So here you are. Uh, you know, we, we only had, had that early loss to Pleasant Grove, had been on a little bit of a win streak, and you're coming in the Ramsey game. So a little bit about the lead up that week. I just remember everybody kind of signing us, signing us off, like saying, you know, Rams is the number one team in the state and Briarwood really has no chance, but they'll hang in there a little bit. And I just kind of remember, you know, a lot of people getting fired up about that in the locker room. That, But um, just kind of going in there, like having some motivation because nobody thinks we can do it. Like it was just a good feeling when it, when we won, so – um, in my opinion, this game was the epitome of Barwood football because, all right, you know, they've got six or seven guys going to Division One, and, you know, we're just small and whatever, but we end up going out there and beating them because we the way we play, you know, and that's that ain't just our team. That's been Barwood tradition forever. It's about, you know, playing hard and giving it all you got, you know, for four quarters or however long it takes. Um, but I remember them, yeah. I mean, just typical Briarwood game, you know, we're underdogs, we're going to get beat, so and so and so and so, and we don't worry about that. We just go out there and play, you know. So do you remember much from the first half, either one of you? We, we go down, uh, we're down 20 to 7. Uh, was it the big kickoff return? Was that? Yeah, hey, in the remember. second quarter, in the second quarter, they scored 14 points and they had a 95-yard kickoff return. So I'm wondering, you guys, your senior year is a lot closer. You know, we've been talking to guys on this podcast, dusting off memories from the games. It's always interesting to see what specifically you remember. Uh, and and then mm-hmm. I bet most of your memories are going to be some of those throws in the second half and, the, of course, the block field goal to, to seal the win. But anything from the first half or maybe even halftime, uh, some of the thoughts going into the fact that we were down. Well, for me, um, especially being like the freshman quarterback, it can't get too high or too low. So I was just kind of focusing on doing my job. Um, as of like right now, like being a senior, there's a lot more like leadership stuff, aspects of that. But like I wasn't trying to do too much or anything like that my freshman year, just trying to do my job and be there for everybody. So in the Ramsey game, you know, there's I took a couple hits from Tim Keenan. I was and about I was I, like, yeah, he took some big hits. I was like, um, and it wasn't Trent's fault at all. I remember that <laughs> Trent was always there to help me up, and they're all there to help me up. And so, um, but just not trying to do too much. And but getting those hits, you know, I, he was probably twice my weight at that point. At and least. so I really felt those, especially going against the turf. So that's something I remember. You know, you were 13 of 21 for 189 yards, and I bet going into the game, we didn't think we were going to throw you that much because the, the one thing that did help you your your freshman year CV is that Trent uh, at that left tackle, we, we, we could kind of put him wherever we needed him to, but especially yes, on the outside zone, uh, Trent. So 
imagine we thought we were going to run the ball uh, for our points, but then our, our tailback, Luke Pruitt, got hurt early. In fact, I think he had an early nice series of runs. He did. He broke one in the first quarter, I think, on uh, – we, we ran bucks. We ran the buck sweep, which that was one of our signature plays that year. That buck sweep and outside zone were our two big run plays that year because we caught them in a blitz, and we ran the buck sweep, and he takes it down um, and scores. Uh, yeah. But so he yeah, gets, outside, so he gets yeah. hurt. And then, C.V., I bet you don't you didn't see half of your passes caught because I think you were laying on your back. <laughs> I would uh... – <laughs> So I think on the two biggest pass plays of the game, which was I think it was about 40-something yards to Nick Deason for, to get down to, like, the two-yard line. And then, like, the late touchdown pass, I think, to Eli. tie it up maybe Eli to Eli. And then both of those passes, I got hit. But I would just kind of sit on the ground because I would, they were, like, deep passes, so I'd kind of lay on the ground and watch the fans to tell if, if they caught it or not. <laughs> And so both times, I remember the first time it was like almost an immediate reaction, but um, the one to Eli, I kind of sat on the ground, was like waiting for him for something to happen, and then the place just like er erupted. So that's uh, those were some pretty good memories. Trent, who were some of the teammates that you think about uh, in that game in particular, and and then your senior year uh, that just great memories maybe you, you see them and and talk to them even to this day I'm not gonna lie to you that scene there's really not a specific person I mean me like I mean Blake McKenna Luke Pruitt Alex Miller um I mean I throw I throw Christian Ferguson in there big Fergie is what we used to call him um we were all Cal Rebels I mean I can keep going on and on and on but uh we were all really close and uh it was just a good – it was a good fit, I really believe, looking back for Coach Forster's first year and the whole situation. I, I, we, we really did have a good class. Um, and CV, you're coming into your senior year this year. Um, do you think that some of the senior classes you've watched through now will be a four-year career has had some influence on what kind of seniors you guys want to be? Oh, yes, sir, for sure. Um you know, for me, getting to see four, really three different, but really four different senior classes, you know, I can take the best things of each senior class that I've seen and try to put it into this year's team. And so also for the guys that have been sitting behind, maybe they're maybe the second or third string guy for the last couple of years. I mean, they've seen some great people in front of them. And so just like me, they can take some great stuff from everybody and we can put it into this team. Okay, see what y'all remember from a few specific plays. So I did not realize this, but the long pack pass to Nick Deason was a fourth and four, uh, according to the AL.com article I read. So fourth and four, you had a long pass down the seam to Nick. Uh, any memories? What was that? What play was that? What the read was? Any thoughts? I feel like it was, I feel like it was Texas. And I just yeah. threw it down the hash as deep as I could, and Nick dove for it. And it was I think a lot of people didn't think he caught it. I don't think that play was supposed to go to Nick. I think somebody got hurt, and we had to throw Nick in there. And so that was kind of Nick's, like, you know, yeah, big moment. Yeah. That was like the beginning of Nick Deason, really. Yeah, now that you say that, that's right. I remember Nick Deason was not supposed to be in there this play. I remember that. And then he went in there, and he – 
Yeah, he called it. I, yeah. It's crazy how when somebody starts talking about it, you start to remember it all. Trent, any thoughts? So you, a lot of people don't know this, but you were you were the guy that got us in all the right calls that year uh, from the left tackle. You called the fronts and you made all the adjustments on protections. I mean, the son of a, a great player and coach and your, as your dad is, Johnny Howard. But um, any any thoughts about that game? I just I remember they played a they played a lot of odd front and they played a three three stack a fair amount because um, I remember that was always in high school I remember that was always a, a challenge for an offensive line because usually you're just going to see even front you know four three type defenses but they they played odd I mean they jumped a little bit to even but they were mostly playing um, a three three stack the whole time um, so I remember working that week. Because, you know, people don't know this, but, you know, if somebody moves over six inches on the offensive – or if you're playing D-line and you move over six inches, that changes everything. But I remember us really having to work on pass protections and stuff because we we felt like we could run the ball, but we felt like we were going to have to throw it at some point just because, you know, credit to Ramsey, they really – they had a bunch of great athletes. All right, coming down to the end of the game, so, you know, pressure. Of course, it's regular season, a little bit different maybe than playoffs, but such a big, important game. Do y'all, did y'all remember by chance they scored a touchdown that got called back? Um, and then uh, Cal Higdon actually intercepted the pass in the end zone that kind of stopped that scoring that took points off the board. Do y'all have any recollection of that? I feel like I remember Cal catching it in the end zone and us getting the ball back. But I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember that. We were. The O-line was probably sitting in our chairs over there sucking down some water, um, <laughs> probably. So I don't, no I don't doubt. Know. No doubt. I don't really remember. Yeah. All right. The go-ahead touchdown, CV, it was the Eli Stedman's 37 yards. I think it was a double move. If I, uh, any any memory of the call, the play, what you didn't see because you're laying on your back. But. I think um, we had – we. I forgot what down that was, but I feel like the play before, two plays before, we had called another big shot and something happened. It just didn't work out. And so I think this was kind of like our last chance. We really needed this. I think it was a hitch and go or something. And um, I got a coach. Everybody was telling me to get a big drop and just let it go. And so I don't really think I really ever saw Eli even break out of his route. I just kind of felt like I had to put it in the right spot. And I think, oh, yeah, he caught it with his fingertips. If you watch the video, he catches it with his fingertips. And then that was that was one of the loudest moments in the stadium, I, like, for my playing career, for sure. And that's definitely one of my favorite moments. So then Nolan All hits the – what makes is the difference maker, you know, on the – uh, on the extra point. So we go up 21-20. The kickoff, we pin them way back. I think we tackled them on like the four or five-yard line after the kickoff, but then they go on this long drive. Uh, they were a very seasoned team with a lot of will to win. And they get down to the six-yard uh, line, and there were three guys that come around that the, the end. The paper has Chase Travis blocking it. I think he said they, they all blocked it. Uh, I think Parker Hudson was in on that, but relief. I feel like the whole game we were just chipping away and um, we finally got up and 
Like, I think a lot of us thought we could block it, and it was a, you know, there's a good chance that we could. And then when it did happen, I just remember the stands going crazy, everybody going crazy, everybody just jumping up and down, running around the field. And, like, I specifically remember, like, all the coaches, like, coming up to me and, like, hugging me and telling me how proud they are of me. Because that was really the first – I mean, I had some big moments before um, that game, but that was, like – a lot of people were telling me as a freshman to play in that type of game. Not a lot of people get to do that. And so Trent, did you see the field goal block? I, I did. I was standing – I remember standing because I was – Parker Hudson comes – like, runs by, blocks it, and, like, I kind of met him, like, on the hash – um, we were going, we because I kind of called him, like he kind of jumped up and I called him. We were celebrating, but kudos to Chase and uh Parker Hudson or, or P. Hud on that play. I remember that. So, there's a hype video from that game on YouTube. You can actually uh search uh Briarwood Ramsey, and it's the uh, video that the media production class put together. Have y'all seen the video recently? Uh, do you remember it? Uh, any, any thoughts about just some of the the fun times of enjoying a victory like that. I feel I've seen it before. I, I don't think I've seen it recently. Well, maybe this podcast will be an inspiration for those that listen to go back and watch that short, fun video. It, I think, captures the moment pretty well of the game. Now, after the game, a lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, Coach Nelson was a head coach at Ramsey at that time. We're very close to him. Uh, he actually – uh, has had some uh, training at Briarwood Seminary. Uh, so a lot of shared values and faith. And so even though that was a tough loss for them and they're competitive, no doubt, uh, salty, but felt like even after the game, it was really a, a, a good good sportsmanship, two teams come together. Any any memories of that? Yeah, me and, uh, me and Tim Keenan got a picture after the game together um, just because we had kind of – you kind of you build a mutual respect, especially you know for other guys that are you know going to go play at the next level with you. So you kind of build a mutual respect for people. Um, and I think we, you know, I, I blocked him good that game, and he got me good on some. And that's the way it goes, you know, when, when you're when there's two good players out there. But I remember, I remember Ramsey being always a class act, good guys, you know, just out there playing hard, you know, so. We just happened to get the upper straw that night. So, Trent, at that point of the season, you had no idea you'd be going to Clemson. Now that we're closing out this podcast, you're there at Clemson enjoying yourself. And then could you have ever imagined then that uh, you, you guys will be joined up again at Clemson? Uh, kind of a neat thing how everything kind of comes together. So any thoughts about that? If you want my honest opinion, it does not surprise me at all. I'm going to be honest. I, I knew, you know, CV's a little too humble, but I knew CV was going to be a good player just because he had, you know, he had the size and all that, obviously. But I remember going back. So my freshman year here, I'm trying to think, that would have been his sophomore. I remember going back and watching the game, like on one of our weeks off, and I saw CV. I was just like, this kid, you know, this kid's the real deal. And I knew if he could kind of pick up and get some attention that that Clemson would be on would be pretty pretty high on his list. And uh, I'm super excited, um, you know, I'm excited for this last season. But you know, I know that it just kind of shows. I mean, what 
for me, Clemson was just really about my values and I wanted to compete for a national championship. And so, I mean, that's probably the same thing for Trent and everybody else that's there. So I'm really excited about it, but I'm still focused on this season. So, well, you never know what's going to happen with, with the game of football, but I think part of our legacy is the relationships uh, far outweigh whatever happens or stats or whatever on the field. And you guys have done a great job representing that. So, just from the bottom of my heart, uh, just a joy to watch you guys come through the systems and move on to great success and know that you're not validated by any of this. Uh, it's it's something you get to enjoy. It's part of God's blessing, but it's not who you are, Trent. Uh, I know you've carried that on into where you are now. Oh, yes, sir. It's I know a lot, of, especially, you know, Briarwood, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in, uh, you know, football and everything. And don't get me wrong, I love football. Right. This, that, yeah. You know, when I lay my head down at night and all, I'm not necessarily – I don't put my entire value on football because I know that's not, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a believer. You, you just can't – you can't let football be your God. And I think Coach Chancey used to always say that, you know, football is a great – mentor but it's a terrible guy yeah i mean um, it's so true because i you know i've had struggles with it because when you get to you know high school is one thing but when you get to college it becomes a whole nother deal um and if you're not careful you can get really wrapped up in it too fast cv any last words on that uh, the value system what you're validated by because you've had to lean on that going through all that uh, recruiting spotlight process yes sir so i mean i don't have the same experience as Trent does with college yet, but um, just this past year with a lot of attention and a lot of people want to talk to me at some point, you know, early on, I realized like this can't be my source of happiness and this can't validate me because this is something temporary and things that really should matter, really should matter to me are things that are eternal. So, um, you know, this is football. I love football, but it's not – it shouldn't be who I am and I shouldn't worship it, worship it or anything like that. So uh, this year has really been a big test for that. But um, coming out of it, I think it's really helped me. So, Well, I look forward to seeing you guys join up together again uh, and continue that tradition. But thanks for your time again for participating in some, some of these great memories. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach Matthews, for having us. All right. So there, there you are, Mike. I mean, hearing from them, the value system that is what we think makes Broadwood football special, uh, the relationships, and uh, just it's such, such a – makes my heart warm just to hear all of these podcasts and these guys' memories. But what I wanted to kind of wrap up with is – over the years at Briarwood, frequently we we play against teams that, on paper, we have no business even being on the field with, and and you know we lose the warm ups, <laughs> you know, and you, we don't pass the eye test. So right. those guys went in that game with a real belief that they were going to really do something special. Mm -hmm. They prepared all week like that. So what what are some things you think are important uh, that make a difference in winning those types of games? I think a lot of it is just the, you know, you establish that as part of your program. And um, I can remember um, going back with Coach Yancey and, and kind of that, that inward um, 
I don't know, characteristic that Coach Yancey kind of helped, helped all of us with is that, hey, you know, we're going to go in the game and we're going to go in the game with a positive, we're going to win. And, you know, to see this kind of thing happen, um, come from behind win like this is just, you know, it's just, just that, that's what makes it great, yeah. the game of football. And I've tried to even work with it with individual players. I used to liken it to championship golf when the guys make the putts at the end of the match to win and the stakes are so high. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize a lot of times those guys are making the shots or making the putts or making the plays. They – they're free because they don't really have to. Sometimes they've had so much success, it doesn't right. validate them. But right. I think there – I've always said there has to be something bigger in your life than that moment to handle the moment. And at that point, you're free to make the moment happen. Right. And if it's life and death and whether or not you're validated by achieving that, it limits your performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't you think that that's – so important in terms of how we've approached these things. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, we kind of established the idea of, hey, it's it's not the scoreboard. Um, it's can I walk off the field with my head high mm-hmm. because of the way I played, the effort I gave, that I I gave it everything I got. If I can walk off the field giving it everything I got, then I won and yeah. we won. And it's, it, that was really something that I think Coach Yancey did a great job and Matthew kind of continued establishing around here is that, hey, let's give it everything we got, guys. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think we've had times where we've lost those moments, but I think even how we respond to when it doesn't go our way is just as important because right. it shows the steadiness yes. that God's using these things for good. Absolutely. And, uh and, and I think you can tell, even talking to these guys have been gone a long time, that's what kind of carries with them beyond Briarwood football. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been a fun trip so far. Can't wait yeah, to man. hear the stories, but I appreciate <laughs> your involvement in it. Yeah. And we'll uh, continue on uh, reliving some great memories in this 50th season of Briarwood football.